0: Elizabeth, John's mother, and Mary, the mother of Jesus, are two women filled with the Holy Spirit and with faith. In Elizabeth's inspired greeting and Mary's song of praise, we hear, a sa- we hear of a saving God who remembers, scatters, lifts up, and fulfills all things. Our Gospel reading today is taken from Luke, the first chapter, beginning with the 39th verse. Glory. To Abraham and to his descendants forever. The Gospel of our Lord. Advent 4 in the year of Luke means we get the Magnificat, and that alone is reason enough to give a grateful shout of Alleluia. As I said the other week, one of the unique features of Luke's gospel is the interweaving of John and the baptizer story with Jesus's. The last two weeks, we've heard about adult John telling the community to pray, prepare for the coming of adult Jesus. Today, we go back in time to the first meeting of John and Jesus. Even in their mother's wombs. John is the prophet proclaiming the coming of Jesus God incarnate. John's mother, Elizabeth, is a woman of some advanced years. Married for several years to Zachariah, they had tried and tried and tried to conceive, to bring children into the world. Now, having grieved that lost hope of what they had desired, she is unexpectedly pregnant and her husband is silent I wonder at their joy. I wonder how she takes his silence. Is it more reassuring or more frustrating when she seeks his empathy over the soup of feelings, highlighting the different flavors of hope, fear, expectation, wonder, terror, and so on. Or maybe Zachariah was a bit of a talker and she's just enjoying the quiet. Teenaged Mary is betrothed, but not yet married. And now she is newly pregnant, not by any man, but by the Holy Spirit, for God, with God's baby. Bit of a head scratcher. This is a girl on the cusp of womanhood, likely under the occupation of a foreign power, likely from a poor or otherwise just getting by family. She is not a person with any power or privilege. And despite her bold acceptance and affirmation of Gabriel's message and request from God, things like hope and joy are not exactly what I imagine she feels. I expect that she feels more fear and trembling. And though her trust in the divine and what she is called to do must be immense, that trust probably does very little to quell the terror. She is pregnant and not married, and who is going to believe her when she says who the father is? Mary travels to see her relative Elizabeth. We aren't given a reason. Was it to hide before she started showing? To protect her fiancé from scandal? Because if she's not around, he can rightly and believably claim it isn't his and he is free from the consequences. Did she go to congratulate and support Elizabeth in a show of universal sisterhood? Did she go to seek mutual support from the one other person in the world who could relate to the feelings brought up by her and their unexpected and literally God-given pregnancies? Whatever the reason, Elizabeth rejoices at Mary's arrival. Fetal John has recognized embryonic Jesus and started doing gymnastics in Elizabeth's uterus. I imagine that would be physically painful, and I might pee my dress if my bladder was being used as a trampoline. But for Elizabeth, in this moment, filled with the Holy Spirit, it is indescribable joy as she babbles blessing and gratitude, a favor at this visit from Mary, the God-bearer. And then we get the Magnificat, which our modern translations attribute to Mary, but which could also be Elizabeth's words, depending on how you translate the Greek. Not really the point. The Magnificat, a song of either or both Mary and or Elizabeth, is a reference back to Hannah's song, a poem of thanks and rejoicing at the birth of Samuel back in the book of 1 Samuel. Mary and Elizabeth, like Hannah before them, rejoice at the gifts of their children Unexpected, wanted, now, wanted, before, wanted, maybe not quite yet. These women see in Samuel, John, and Jesus all their hopes and dreams for the world and the realization of God's realm here and now and on the way. Their songs rejoice in the Lord, giving thanks for blessings. Even more, these are songs of revolution of what of all that is and is to come, the crashing down of corrupt powers and the rising up of oppressed peoples, not to take the place of the fallen corrupt, but to be part of building a just and equitable world for all. They sing of God the warrior, casting down the mighty, sending the rich away, of God the comforter, filling the hungry and lifting the lowly. They sing of the coming of salvation as a great reversal of the world as it is to the world as the realized realm of God, a recovery of what was lost when humanity fell trying to usurp God in the garden. This is the world about to turn to change. Adult John will come out of the wilderness proclaiming the, realm, proclaiming the coming realm of God, Admonishing us to prepare the way of the Lord to make crooked paths straight. His apocalyptic prophecy will signal the end of the present age to start a new world order. That new world, that new age, will be the realization of the Magnificat, the imminently approaching realm of God. Mary or Elizabeth works both ways, sings that future generations will call her blessed, and we do. We call Mary the mother of God, the God-bearer, which is crazy to think about. God born of human flesh, pushed out of a woman, spilling her blood, her cries, overtaken, replaced by gods in human infant form. We recognize Elizabeth as blessed for her son, John, coming when she was well past the age of bearing children, who proclaimed the coming of the Holy One living among us, who speaks truth to power. We also grieve with these women, whose beloved children die violent deaths. And we remember Mary, and we remember Elizabeth, weeping with the parents of children who today still die violent deaths, beloved blessings stolen by an unjust world. Magnificat is a woman's song of good trouble and righteous fights, of joy and grief intermingled, of past, present, future coming together, a song given to the world for hope and rejoicing for all that God gives and does, for all that God creates and calls us to do. Even in this world of pain, injustice, grief, and oppression, we remember the one who creates who cares. The one who comes into the world to set us free. Let us join our hearts to rejoice with Mary and Elizabeth. Alleluia. Alleluia. Amen.